Hi everyone and welcome to My Leeds Story, a podcast series from the University of Leeds alumni team which shines a spotlight on members of our global Leeds community. My name is Marie Christopher Davey and I'm the fundraising manager for the Footsteps Fund here at Leeds. Founded on the principle that all outstanding students should have the opportunity to benefit from and make the most of their experience at Leeds regardless of their background. Over the past 10 years, gifts to the university have provided scholarships for more than 1,400 students, changing lives and helping those who might not otherwise have the opportunity to pursue their dreams. In this episode of My Lead Story, Ed catches up with second year PhD student Faye Walsh, the recipient of a legacy funded PhD, to find out how receiving a scholarship has changed her life, allowing her to pursue her passion for biological sciences and produce research with real world implications for drought affected crops. Hi there, Faye. Thank you for joining us today on the first of our My Lead Story podcast. We're very excited to have you with us here. Your lead story begins with a legacy funded PhD. Um, So would you be able to start by just telling us a little bit about what your PhD is about and how your lead story begins? Yeah, so um, I'm a second year PhD student at the Faculty of Biological Sciences here at Leeds. Um, and before starting my PhD, I did a degree in biological sciences at the University of Edinburgh. And I just became really interested in plant science during my undergraduate. Um, I did some internships um, down in Norwich and abroad in Sweden. And that kind of just really started my interest. And then I started my PhD in autumn 2019. And so I'm now in my second year in the Kapinski lab. And um, we study root gravitropism, which is how plant roots uh, sense and respond to gravity. And in my project, I'm focusing on wheat um, and also some other crop plants and looking at the root system architecture of wheat and how we could modify that to like improve water and nutrient uptake. Okay, great. Now, PhD research is obviously crucial to the university research in general, sort of driving the engine room of research. Can you tell us a little bit about the real world implications of what you're looking at this uh, research into into the roots of plants? Yeah, so um, yeah, it's really, really cool area because um, like the root systems of plants is like the main way that they can get water and nutrients from the soil. Um, and with food production and like global population increasing and things like it's a really important area to look at how we can maximise crop yields. Um, and so I'm really interested in looking at how um, we could modify the root system architecture to like improve the uptake of things because different nutrients are found at different layers in the soil. So, for example, water and nitrogen are quite mobile, so they'll be found really deep underground. But then something like phosphorus, which is another really important uh, nutrient for plants, is found is immobile, so it's found really shallow layers of the, the soil. So that like the the where the how the roots are um shapes kind of depends um how the uptake could go so um for example if plants go in drought con- drought conditions um it'll like a plant with more vertical roots like steeper angled roots into the soil could maybe um uptake water better uh, be able to access those deep soil resources so yeah so my work's looking at different genes um 
that affects the, the root, so the root, the angle that the roots are growing out from the plant. Um, and then I'm also looking at some natural variation, like from wild wheat populations, and if we kind of breed that in, um, which is pretty cool. Brilliant. And I, I think the implications are, are pretty clear to see there with, with global warming and all that's going on. Um, now, is there any particular reason you chose to study at Leeds? Yeah, so my project, um, it was actually just exactly what I was looking for because it combines kind of molecular biology work, but also with like crop plants and kind of a bit more applied. Um, and it's also is a centre for plant sciences here at Leeds, which is really good. Um, and, and yeah, I also just really like Leeds as a place to live and, and work. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, and yeah, I kind of hope to work in this area in the future. So it's just a really good, good fit. It's a, it's a good place for running as well as Leeds, isn't it? I know you do you do some <laughs> running on the side, which is some nice trails. Um, in terms of applying for the scholarship and um, that process itself, you must have been delighted when you, you found out you were successful. Can you, can you tell us about that and, and how that panned out? Yeah, so I had, um, I first had an interview with my, with my now supervisor to find out a bit more about the project and like to see if I would be a good fit for like the, the lab group and, and the research. And then after this interview, I was then put forward for the funding interview. Um, so there was about 10 different people going for this one funding. So we all came up to these for the interview and, um, and then I thought it would take a few weeks to hear back after that to see if I'd actually got got the, the thing but then um yeah it was like literally a few hours afterwards <laughs> found out that I'd got the the PhD which is just really great so um I, that was at the start of the final term of my undergraduate degree so I could just like really focus on my last year of my degree knowing I had this funded PhD lined up which is pretty good. Yeah that would have been a, a relief to have in the bag wouldn't it? No I actually heard that when you found out the results um of the, of the interview you were still on the on the train home is is that right yeah so i think i was one of the last people to be interviewed and then i was getting the train back up to was going back up to university in in edinburgh and and yeah like i just i think i looked at my emails or something and then yeah i had an email saying like oh you've been accepted um and yeah it was just a really great moment because I thought it would take a few weeks to hear back and then it was like oh <laughs> wonderful I've yeah no already it was just really good what a moment I can I can picture the the scenes on the train with your fellow passengers so you're now into your second year of your PhD can you try and put into words the impact and the implications this scholarship has had for your life and what it means to you yeah so it's just really great opportunity for me like my this my scholarship entirely funds my research and my stipend living costs so I literally couldn't couldn't do my PhD without it um and I just feel like um also I'm really glad that because my the funding is for plant and environmental science work so I feel like my project's a really good fit for that which is also quite nice um and then my scholarship is four years worth of funding which is really nice because some other PhDs are only three or three and a half years. So this extra bit of funding is just really good because it means I know I'll be able to like, complete my work in that time without worrying about um, extra extensions. And especially now, that's really, really great. <laughs> Definitely. And in terms of now, um, how, how have things been impacted in the current, current climate with COVID-19 and the lockdowns and all that's going on? Yeah, so um, I started in, in October 2019, so I'd only done about six months um, when the first lockdown started. 
And during that lockdown, our lab and all the plant growth facilities were closed um, for about five months, uh, which did really reduce progress because most of my work is doing experiments um, in the lab. And we also, when we closed everything, we had to get rid of a lot of the plants from the greenhouses. So in some cases, people were losing like weeks of work that they'd already put in. So that was really bad. But um, but I could spend the time during the lockdown like doing some other stuff. So I'd spent a lot of time preparing for my first year. Like at the end of the first year, you do a big report um, and like a visor examination. Um, and then also did some programming and bioinformatics stuff, which was actually really useful as it turns out. Um, to going forward and then um, I think we got back in like end of August and we could um, start working in the lab again and it was really good because we were one of the first departments back so like, the university had got really good about getting us back in early so we could carry on working um, and yeah now back in the lab which is nice. nice. Um, and in the, the current lockdown you're back in the lab obviously you're home now but... <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, so we are back in, like, we're, we've got regular testing is happening now, so that's quite nice, you can have that confidence, and there's, like, um, booking system set up, so you have allotted time and spaces to work, but yeah, no, back in the lab uh, at the moment, which is good. That is good, it must be nice to go back there and uh, see some real humans. Thinking about the lab and the implications of the, the funding, can you tell me a little bit about the work you might do with undergraduate students and whether any PhD students had an impact on you as an undergraduate and how they helped you? Yeah so I've had like a lot of support during like during my undergraduate degree when I was doing my dissertation project or like during internships when I had uh, mentors so like PhD, other PhDs or postdocs that would show me um, lab techniques and things so it's just really nice to be able to do that for other people because you think like it's such a key part of progressing um especially in biology so I've done some demonstrating on like biology practicals um with undergraduates um like we even did some we were doing online ones last term as well um which was a bit of a challenge but it was just really nice that they could still continue and then um also we were doing some work with second year undergrads this was before the lockdown that um could come in and like spend a few weeks in the lab and like learn some skills and see what they wanted to do for like future projects and things so that was just really nice to be able to help out with that and yeah hopefully can can continue this uh, in the future that is good to hear and, and in terms of your own future plans uh, have you any plans for the, the rest of the phd and and perhaps beyond that um yeah so i don't have any any concrete plans for like after the phd um i mean i've got got lots of stuff lined up for the next few years in terms of experiments and then hopefully going to have a three-month placement um, in my co-supervisor's lab and um, learn some like gene editing techniques which I'm really excited about um, and then after the PhD yeah nothing real plans but I know I want to continue in like agricultural related research but maybe like in industry and like crop breeding or something like that just because I think it's like food production is like such a key issue so I'm just yeah really want to kind of work in that area going forward. Ah, great. Well, thank you, Faye, and thank you for answering all those questions today and joining us on the first of the My Lead Story podcast. It's been great speaking to you, and uh, I wish you all the best for the future. 
You've been listening to My Leeds Story, a podcast series brought to you by the alumni team at the University of Leeds. For more stories about our global Leeds community, why not visit our website alumni.leeds.ac.uk or join us on our social media at, at Leeds Alumni. And if you have a Leeds story that you'd like to share, email us at alumni at leeds.ac.uk. Thank you.